Okay, here we are. Uh, welcome to another bonus episode of The Purpose Driven Entrepreneur. I'm Matt Browning. I'm here with Bob Donnell, who we just finished doing an awesome interview uh, for the main Friday episode. Bob, welcome back again. Uh, uh, thank you, Matt. I appreciate the opportunity to be here. It's been a lot of fun. Um, we, we talked about everything under the sun around what you do from interventions to uh, behavioral change to connecting with people to a lot about your story, and, and we'll get all into that uh, for the main episode. But for this, I wanted to do my Mondays of Matt with you. So awesome. this is the first time I'm doing that. So hello, Facebook land. If you're watching this on, uh, on Bob's page or my page, hello. Um, we're going to answer the question today. Um, what is the best way to make a behavioral change, essentially. Um, you and I have both gotten this question so many times. Right. And every Monday on Facebook Live, if you're listening to this on the podcast, we're right now on Facebook Live, and that's where these bonus episodes get recorded. And every Monday, I try to answer a question on Mondays with Matt, hashtag Mondays with Matt, um, <laughs> one question from, from whoever is asking the most that week. And the question I feel like we both get the most that we agreed on finally after about 15 minutes of debate <laughs> was how do you make the what's the easiest way to make a behavioral change? Mm. So you've been working in intervention and behavior shifting. How long would you say, honestly? Uh, probably 30 years at least. 30 years. Yeah. And in 30 years, you've seen all sorts of negative behaviors that people want to stop and probably positive behaviors people want to start. Would that be fair to say? Sure. Yeah. I think we all go through that in our life. No matter what we're doing, it's behaviors that are going to drive the outcome. Right. So what is it about people that, I mean, again, and when I say people, I mean you, I mean me, I mean everyone listening and watching, right? right. Um, what is it about people that we don't see? We can change things all we want, but there's this one thing that so many of us have, right? Yeah. Like I just went through another uh, a health change recently, hmm. right? Three, four weeks ago, I finally just, I had that moment where I had enough. And I've been eating relatively bad food for a good number of years now. It slowly started building up and I got worse and worse. And one day I woke up and was like, I'm done. Hmm. How do you're an expert at getting people to that place when they desire it, but they're not sure how to get there themselves for that particular behavior? Hmm. Um, what's the secret? What's, I don't know, is there a secret sauce or what do you look for? Where would you direct us if, if anyone listening is wanting to make a behavioral change with something that they don't feel in control of? Mm. You know, I think the first thing that I always look for is emotion. Mm. Is there an emotion behind uh, their wanting to change? Yeah. Because if the emotion's not there, you and I both know, it's probably not going to last. And can you, can you create a sustainable emotion? So what, what kind of emotion are we talking about? Well, I mean, for example, like you said, I've been eating like crap for a period of time. Yeah. But I just got done. It was just done, right? That was an emotional state that right then, even, even you saying it now, which is a month out, right. you're still emotional about it. I, feel, I felt frustrated. Right. You felt frustrated because you weren't – and one of the next level pillars is poor results are exhausting. Hmm. And so when you stop and think about it, when you're exhausted, when you're tired, when you're just done, it's chances are you've been getting a bad result, not a good one. Right. You get a good result, you probably stay energized. Right. But when you have that bad result, poor results are exhausting, you get tired. Whether it's eating incorrectly, whether it's smoking, whether it's going to the gym, not going to the gym, whether it's being in a loveless relationship, no matter what it is. Waking up early. Waking up early. waking up early. Right. And it really is that, that emotional state, right? And, and we've talked – we talk about state all the time. Yeah. But really it's getting to that point where we just get enough is enough. I'm done. Right. I'm no longer acceptable. And you know, the next level pillar is whatever becomes acceptable becomes inevitable. 
And, and I have, can I say, I yeah. have quoted you so many times on that one line. <laughs> mm. uh, give you credit every time. Yeah. It's one of the most brilliant yeah. things I've heard. Wow. Whatever becomes acceptable becomes inevitable. Wow. Thank you. So, because I, I shared that story with you, didn't I, about uh, my, my jeans? Did I share that story? No, with you? but I've had so many people send me emails about that from about my the video. Jeans? No, <laughs> yeah, about your jeans. They're like, I was at Matt's house the other day. Yeah. No, tell me. I'd so, love to hear it. So I was, and this is years ago. I was walking around in my closet. I had a small walk-in closet at the time, and I'm looking around, and, and I've always been a size 30 my entire life, right? Mm. And I'm walking around, and I got all my size 30s, and they started feeling tighter and tighter. And you share that story about when did it become acceptable to become fat? Right. Well, whatever becomes acceptable becomes inevitable, and we slowly start going up in, in size. Right. And, and I'm paraphrasing, but you've shared that story. Yeah. So I'm. it was maybe a year after I first heard that from you. I'm walking, looking at my different four pairs of jeans. And I thought, none of those I wanted to wear. And one day I finally had this epiphany. I went out to the store and I bought a pair of 31s. Mm. And I was in the dressing room and I tried the 30s and they were too tight. And then and I just leaned over and I was like, I've been, a, I mean, a 30 since I was 16, right? Mm. Now I'm 35 or 30, whatever it was. And I leaned over and asked the lady, do you have these in a 31? And she said, sure. And she threw them over. I tried them on. And I went, hallelujah. Because <laughs> I was actually at 31 by then, right? right. And, and I know, I know. I'm like, oh, I gained five or 10 pounds. It, like, poor me. But, but that's my life. Yeah. That's my body. That's right. And it wasn't good. But I tried those on, and it was comfortable, and it fit mm-hmm. amazing. And, and my stomach didn't, like, go over, you know, all that stuff. And I was like, right. this is great. I could breathe. <laughs> and I went home, and I loved those jeans. And mm-hmm. I wore them almost every day for two weeks. And then I went back to the closet and I looked at my jeans and I saw all the 30s. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I don't want to wear those. And I saw my 31s. And then your voice and your yeah. face, your <laughs> ugly face, <laughs> stuck out in my mind. And all I heard was you say, whatever becomes acceptable becomes mm. inevitable. Mm. And that was the moment I said, I'm not doing that. Wow. I, and, and I grabbed a 30 and I squeezed back into it and I made a, a decision to change. Wow, good for you. So I just wanted to share that story wow, if I hadn't you. already. Thank you. <laughs> but, no, I hadn't heard that from you. But that That's was awesome. you living in my closet. Mm. That was really awkward. <laughs> awkward for me, not for you. <laughs> anyway, so so I've I've had those moments. I yeah. think we've all had those moments. Um, Tim Ferriss talks about that Hirajuko moment where you have this moment of like, that's changing. Yeah. But you have been studying accessing that moment. Mm. So number one, you said uh, emotion. Got to get emotion. Biggest thing. Yeah, if it's if it's not emotionally driven, it's probably not going to last. Wow. And 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 the, the greater the emotion, the quicker the change. So you know you have to change, but you're not emotional. You might yeah, change. Yeah, you know, it might I, change I should I should lose weight. You know, I should um, I shouldn't eat that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I should, but those things aren't going to be emotional. But when you say, you know, that's why when the doctor says, if you don't change this, you're going to die. Wow. It becomes more emotional. It doesn't always change everything for everybody, but that's the beginning point. For at least that day, typically, the person will go home and go, okay, I need to cut down on the sugar right, or whatever, right? right? So, but we have to create an emotion that is so strong that even when – look, we all know that no matter what behavior you're going to change, it's mm-hmm. good, you're going to get tired right. and you're going to give up from time to time. You know, I, I did some consulting with a company that was doing some weight loss. I won't say the name. Did some weight loss and it was an amazing – Did they watch any weight or no? Uh, no, nope, nope, it wasn't them. Just kidding. <laughs> um, but they had an amazing process by teaching their, their weight consultants uh, how to interact with their, their clients. And the first thing they did was they said, why are you losing weight? And then they said, so what does that mean to lose weight? And then what would that mean for you to be able to walk across the, the, the aisle in your beautiful wedding dress? What color is it? Wow. Have you already tried it on? And they stacked it, right? We talk about wow. stacking. They stacked it to the point where 
they knew that in three to five weeks they were going to hit a plateau and the client was going to come in and go, I give up. It's not working anymore. And they would pull out this paper and they go, you know, remember we talked about the wedding dress? Do you still have it? Wow. Do you still want to wear that? Wow. And you were talking about going on a cruise and wearing a bikini. What did you say your husband was going to look like when he saw you in your bikini that day? Right. Boom. They started painting this picture because they knew that that was going to be the emotional anchor that they could draw people back in and keep them committed. Wow. So so I hear, kind of heard two things. You, that almost alludes to like vision as well. Um, how much does that in your experience, really play into, and again, I'm not talking about like, I I think we could agree, hey, vision for the future and setting goals and all that sort of thing. But I'm talking specifically today about the moment, right? Mm -hmm. The intervening moment when enough's enough or when it's time to make that shift. Mm -hmm. How much, honestly, does vision play in versus the emotion? Or is it like, I don't know, what's your experience of that? I think emotion is way bigger. The the vision is um, the pursuit of pleasure versus the pursuit of pain. Which one's more dynamic in getting somebody to make a radical change? Right, avoiding pain. Avoiding always pain, always, pleasure. right? So we have to look at it from that standpoint and go, so what can I do to create that? Well, it's probably not going to be based on vision. It's going to be based on um, the, the meaning that's attached to it yep. um, and or the state and the emotion is going to be driving that state, right? So if I'm mildly interested um, in, in loving my wife, uh, versus Mildly committed to loving my wife, right. um, it's or, a different ballgame. Right, or passionately on fire for, like, the, the most important thing in my life. Right. Right. How so different? if we stood in a stage and we said, hey, how many of you guys would like to make more money next month? Everyone raises their hand. Sure. Nobody says, no, not me. Right. So what's the problem with that? Well, there's no emotional state there. But there's going to come a time when they're going to have to stay engaged even when it doesn't feel comfortable and they don't want to. And that's where we have to have an emotional buy-in that says, no matter what, I'm getting up out of bed at 6 o'clock and I'm going to the gym. How do you create the emotional buy-in? So because that – I mean that's the one, 6 o'clock going to the gym. Yeah. I feel like so many people – and also people feel like that's the thing they're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And – and we talked earlier on the podcast. It'll come out uh, Thursday midnight. It'll drop. Purpose Driven Entrepreneur. You can find mm-hmm. that on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. They're everywhere now. Nice. Right, everywhere. Uh, Google Play. We talked about – where was I going with that? I just lost myself in the plug. Uh, <laughs> 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 about it. getting up out of bed at 6 o'clock and yeah, how well, do we you talked get about, that? We talked about outcomes, mm. right? And, and the idea of – I feel like sometimes people lose the outcome – for sake of the method, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. they get this idea of, I got to start waking up early. I got to go to the gym in the morning. Yeah. And and it fades, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they do it for two mornings and then they're done. Right. But they, they lost the outcome and they weren't passionate about it. What was the actual outcome? Why are we working out? Right. Why, why do I have to – I asked myself once, why do I need to wake up at 6 a.m. to go to the gym? Right. And then my answer was awesome. It was like, Maybe you don't. <laughs> so you know what I do? I work out any, I, either 3.30 or 5 or 6 mm. o'clock in the afternoon. I love it. Yeah. I, I, that's, that's me. So I've, I found out I can, I can make an intervention because I let go of the method. Right. And instead, I hang on to the outcome. Right. Right. Yeah. I love that. Love that. So, so, that's so, so outcome, mm. passion, mm-hmm. emotion. Emotion, yeah. And then vision. How would you rank being clear on an outcome um, – Awesome vision for what you want and passion or emotion surrounding making the change. What's well, the most know. important? I don't know. I, I think – And that might be a weird way to ask Passion is it. probably going to be the, the one that I think is going to be the most meaningful. Sure. It, that's going to be the how. 
Now, why and, and who and what and when are completely different questions. But as far as the how, I think creating that passion or that emotion mm-hmm. is going to be big. And I think one of the ways we do it, you said, how do we do that? I think one of the yeah. ways we do that is attaching a certain meaning to it. Okay. Um, most of us have attached a bad meaning to something, mm-hmm. and that's why we struggle with it. Um, for example, I was talking with a woman one day, and she said, Bob, I want to lose – I, I want to uh, I want to stop smoking. She was a young woman. She said, I want to stop smoking, but I just – I can't stop. And I go – Okay, well, what would it mean for you to stop? She goes, I don't know. I said, have you ever stopped before? She goes, yes. I said, how long ago? Last year. For how long had you stopped? She goes, uh-huh. almost a year. I go, so why did you start back? Right. She said, I started back because I had a horrific car accident. They did a brain surgery on me. And when I got out of the hospital, I just wanted a cigarette so bad. And I said, what did it mean to you to have a cigarette when you got out of the hospital? Great and here question. was the telling story. Uh-huh. She said, it meant I got my life back. And I said, unless you wow. change that meaning of what that cigarette did, it gave you your life back, you would have to be committing suicide. You'd have to be willing to commit suicide to give up the cigarettes because it was your life back. Wow. And she went, and she just started to cry. And I said, we have to change the meaning rapidly about what that cigarette means. Because cigarettes are taking her life They're from taking her. her life. But she, saw, but it just, she saw it as giving her life. It was just that moment. Oh, it gets me my life back. Well, that if you sense. believe that. I feel more you, normal now. Yeah, you'd have to be willing to commit suicide in order to give up something that you believe is giving your life back. Wow. So when you, when, when you got to that aha, that moment, and you said she started to cry, mm-hmm. is that the moment when she went, oh, my gosh, it's done? It's, that's the emotion. That's the breaking point. To it, right? That's the breaking point. So it's like you say, you get up and go to the gym. You know why you're going to the gym. You feel like you should. Sure. You go, but how do you keep that? Well, it's that's the beginning, the breaking point, the tipping point for her to say, I need to do something now. Yep. Um, was that emotional state? Now, how do we manufacture and keep that emotional state? Right. Well, that comes down to willpower versus patterns, and patterns always win. Willpower versus patterns. So we have to create better patterns for her. Hmm. And then once we can start doing that, we can start showing her how building that muscle up feels. And then once that muscle is built, what does it really feel like to walk up to a cigarette and go, are you kidding? You ain't got nothing over me anymore. Right. And it's not even willpower, like you said, in the conscious mind. It's I have a new pattern and you're not in it. You're not in it. That's a great way of saying it. You're just not in it. Wow. That's great. Bob, um, you can find everything. If if you're streaming on Bob's page, you already know Bob. My name is Matt Browning. This is the Purpose Driven Entrepreneur. You can find, again, that podcast. You can go onto my page and find it. Um, You can go on on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, uh, Google Play. They're all over the place. We drop two episodes every week. Uh, Monday is a bonus episode with someone as genius as yourself. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much for spending the time. If you don't know Bob, uh, you can find him at uh, nextleveleverything.com. Is that everything right? Everythingnextlevel.com. Sorry, everythingnextlevel.com. Yep. I got to let you do your own plugs. <laughs> uh, everythingnextlevel.com or uh, friend him on Facebook, Bob Denell. Mm-hmm. He's tagged in the post. Uh, buddy, thank you so much for coming on, man. Thank you, brother. Love you. Appreciate, Appreciate you. you. Love you, man. All right. Bye. <laughs>